out, out so abnormal, trying to find a way out of being normal, so I'm formally informing you, real geeks coming through, morph like Shang Tsung, turn into a scorpion, now we about to finish, finish. if you ain't geeking out now, then you're part of the clone crowd, and this is the intervention, pay attention, I'm about to open the wormhole and bring you the Tyrell, Heather, and Justice Dimension, yeah, yeah, yeah. Today we're talking about the greatest American hero, and a little bit about the Mortal Kombat trailer, so... Heather, you suggested this to us, so why don't you inform everybody what it's about? Yeah, so The Greatest American Hero is probably my all-time favorite superhero TV show. And I know it's a little bit of nostalgia and everything, but this is, for me, it represents all of the, the things that a superhero show should and we'll get into that too but basically this is a show from the the early 80s where an everyday guy he's a substitute teacher is given a a super suit and a partner who's a complete stranger that works for the government to be like to be his guide and the two of them then have to fight crime together but it's really like he's gifted this suit because he's just pure of heart and but he doesn't know how the suit works so it's like shazam in a way but throughout the the series you feel like you could be this person and you want to be him you feel like this could happen to you and whereas you could never be superman because you're not an alien you could never be batman because you're not a billionaire but you could be the greatest American hero. So I'm, I'm really interested to hear what you guys think about this show. Okay. I think it's a very comic booky movie. Like it has a nice spirit to it. And mm. I don't know, like it gave me a sort of like a Lois Lane Superman type vibe from him. Mm. And yeah, like it's like with a twist of a superhero classic. That's how I looked at it. Like it very, it had the tone of a comic book movie should have. So what did you mm. think about it, Justin? I thought it was really cool. It, it gave me a, a particular nostalgia because when me and my brother were, were a lot, my older brother is two years older than me. When we were a lot younger, both my, my, my uncle and my dad did some certain things that really encouraged imagination and particularly nerdy, just a love for geek culture and pop culture and things like that. And what my dad did was he recorded a tape from 1985. I was born in 1989. So we recorded a VHS tape of NBC Saturday morning cartoons from 1985, four years before I was born. And me and my brother used to, we were born in the 90s. We used to watch that videotape until it busted, like for years. And so we were introduced to all these cartoons and all these commercials and all these theme songs for all these shows that were years before our time. So Adventures of the Gummy Bears and transformers and robotech and kid video and like all these 80s cartoons on a station that doesn't even have saturday that didn't even have saturday morning cartoons when me and my brother were a kid like so it was really fascinating and to see like commercials for like transformers the movie insane elsewhere and like these really 80s style like shows and when I first saw the intro to the greatest American hero that's immediately the vibe that I got with the song and how long the intro was it just brought me back to that that sort of nostalgia so I was extremely appreciative to be experiencing that again and it sucked me into the rest of the show and as far as the show goes I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't know 
that the show is actually like a real thing because I love the chemistry between Ralph and Bill. And I I love the idea that Ralph is just, he's not like a goober or anything, but he's, he's like Peter Parker. He's just like an ordinary everyday kind of guy who he's neat, neither super altruistic or acrimonious. He's just like a normal kind of dude. So it's very easy. Like Peter Parker, it's very easy to relate to him. He has a girlfriend, he has a day job and all these things. And I, I do the fact that he is deep down inside definitely a good person. It's like Goku in Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball rather, where he's just a pure kid. So he's the only one that can really ride the Nimbus cloud. Everyone else that tries to jump on it just falls right through. And so he has this interesting relationship with his super suit where he likes the suit, but he doesn't like the suit. And he, he understands what, what he needs to do with it, but he doesn't know how. So he's flying through the air and he always fumbles. He's always hitting the ground or hitting a wall or something like he's goofy. And I just love that. And it totally offsets like Superman always being in a perfect stature. You know what I mean? The only time I've ever seen Superman for like specifically, for instance, even do so much as just like slouch or be clumsy is when he's pretending to be as Clark Kent in the iterations of that character in the Arrowverse or whatever. And when he has an evil version in Superman 3, which is another early 80s movie. I remember the evil one went to a bar and he got drunk and it was just the funniest thing ever to see that now as an adult. But it, it's cool to see Ralph just be this a total normal guy. The show is funny. It has its dramatic moments for sure. And yeah, overall, I, I think the show is really fun. I haven't seen too much of it, and I'm honestly probably going to watch more because of it, because I really enjoy the aesthetic. I enjoy the time period. I'd love to see this series get remade for modern times. If they do it right, they could obviously do something like this wrong, and a remake is never necessary. But I think in this case, it'd be fun. I think it'd be a fun premise, and I think they would do the old one justice, but I do the show a lot. This is one of those shows that, like Dune, has influenced a whole bunch of things because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people my age that have been making stuff in Hollywood uh, <laughs> for a while. Mm -hmm. And there's a show that is a Comic-Con favorite, that was heavily influenced by The Greatest American Hero that mm -hmm. you may have watched. It's called Chuck. Oh! So, so mm -hmm. if, and of course, the lead star of Chuck became Shazam. Again, like, the these are very, they add on to each other, all very similar characters. But, yeah, like, Chuck is a show, if you've seen any of Chuck, like, you've got him, he's got this like superpower and he has no idea how it works he has to figure it out he's got military people that are his handlers to help him and to give him ideas on what to do it's the modern remake version of the greatest mm. american hero that's and of course chuck has the heart of gold yeah like i never heard of chuck i'll admit that but it did i could it reminded me of shazam a lot actually and it would just it was pretty good, really good. I'm surprised I never heard of it, but I can't believe you never heard of Chuck either, dude. <laughs> I never. You haven't heard of Chuck? No, like I never heard of her. Chuck. I'll be honest. Oh man, that's a good show. Now, my, mind you, I didn't know about it until late, later in my life. But once I caught on, I was like, man, this is a delightful show. Check it out sometime because it it sounds interesting, mm -hmm. but. Yeah. So overall, did you like it, Justin? 
yeah, overall, I definitely like it. It's definitely, and especially like considering the time, I, I just love the fact that it's a different kind of, it's a twist on the superhero genre. Today we have things like the Watchmen HBO show and the boys on Amazon, these more off-putting kind of grittier type superhero shows that are more rounded in reality, more grounded in reality. And I feel like for its time, then there was The Greatest American Hero, which discussed, explored more down-to-life criminal activity instead of fighting the super villain of the week or monster of the day or whatever. So it, it takes a familiar concept and puts a twist on it, which is not new, but I really am attracted to that as far as them doing that in the early 80s. I think that's marvelous. So I definitely have a lot more to show to watch, but I do I do definitely appreciate what I've seen so far. I definitely recommend it. Like it was a good pick for Heather to recommend us. But what did you think about it overall, Heather? I think this is the kind of show that if if you're looking for something to see for the whole family, there's not that many shows on right now. The, they don't make shows like this anymore, unfortunately. So when I was growing up, this was the type of thing that like the whole family would sit around and watch together. And there are Mar Marvel movies now that like the whole family will go and enjoy. And like, there's something for the adults, there's something for the kids. And, and I think this is exactly that type of thing. This is the type of show where there's like a plot and something that the, the parents will like and and it's still it's not scary the kids mm. will will like it too and it's wholesome there's always a good storyline and yeah yeah there's like the cheesy like late 70s early 80s aesthetic and costumes and things like that but yeah no I definitely think it's something that if you're thinking of if you're wanting to watch something or find something that you can watch with the whole family uh, especially if you have younger kids and you want like good stories for them this is definitely something to add to the arsenal. Yeah. Where mm. can people, where can the viewers watch it at? I think it was on Amazon. I, it's I, on, I think it's on Amazon and it's actually on YouTube as well. Oh, not, maybe okay. not all of it, but a lot of it's on YouTube. So oh, yeah. it's on Amazon and YouTube. <laughs> Two big options. Yeah. So well, since we talked about the wholesome hero genre, we're getting into some dark genre now. We're talking <laughs> about the Mortal Kombat trailer. So... Justin, what did you think about when you first watched the Mortal Kombat trailer? Oh my gosh. So many good and bad things. First of all, as a gamer, as a home console gamer, and specifically an arcade gamer, like Mortal Kombat was not just like a home console craze, like Street Fighter 2, it was also an arcade craze. Now, other than Dave and Buster's, there's not a lot of classic arcades with the classic games in the 90s and 2000s that that kind of characterize that particular generation of gaming for a guy like me or at least not here where i live i know there's huge ones all over the, the united states but not in alaska mortal kombat has a special place in my heart especially the, the first three games and the first thing i realized about the trailer is okay this is unlike the first two films from 95 and 97 this obviously looks a lot better and it seems to focus to have a sharp focus on the characters from mortal kombat 1 with a couple of characters Mortal Kombat 2, the games, with maybe a central focus on Sub-Zero and Scorpion, but overall, the cast looks great, the action looks amazing, the violence is spectacular, and the violence, the first Mortal Kombat movie from 95 proved to us that you don't have to have a gory film 
based off a gory game for it to be good. That was actually a solid movie. It, it, get a, it got a lot of things. But again, there's a lot that I noticed about the trailer that was just kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. But for the most part, I'm excited. I'm definitely going to watch it. And yeah. yeah. What? I'm curious now, Justin. Where, what did you not like about it? What did I not like about it? Okay. Mm-hmm. What I didn't like about it was the first thing that w- was the same thing I don't like about Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Whenever they have the character Jax, they seem to omit the character Johnny Cage. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's just we can only we only need one American character at a time or whatever. Mortal Kombat Annihilation, they got rid of Johnny early on, and then Jax took his place. In this film, I noticed that Jax is in it, but Johnny Cage is not. And Johnny Cage is my favorite character in the franchise, so that was really disappointing. What was also disappointing is that the main character isn't a character from the game. It's an original character named Cole Young. I didn't like the focus on him, and I particularly did not enjoy CG Goro. You didn't like CG Goro? I didn't like CG Goro. Now, I'm open to interpretation, and I am open to seeing the film and being like, okay. Because honestly, as stupid as Goro looked in 95, I just appreciated the prosthetic. He was real, and he looked good. For 1995, he looked amazing. I get, I'll give it some time. You know, I'll give it some time. But for the most part, those are the really the only real complaints that I had. Otherwise, hey, I'm here for it. What did you think about it, Heather? <laughs> Can I just say that I'm, like, as much as I adore Christopher Lambert, I'm super happy that Raiden is finally Asian. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. No, so I adore Mortal Kombat. I've mentioned this before. And there's, I loved the first movies, like they're not supposed to have a plot and they didn't. And I don't expect this one to either. Yeah, like as long as the fight scenes look good. The one thing that I noticed, however, and I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, is the trailer for this looked so much like a cutscene from Mortal Kombat, like the PS5 version either. Like video games have gotten so hyper-realistic that we don't need actors anymore (laughs) or the cgi has gotten Mm -hmm. so good that Mm -hmm. it looks like a video game either way i'm sure it's going to be an enjoyable movie and we're going to see they've got the right actors finally that look really close Jax looks like Jax now Mm -hmm. raiden looks like raiden scorpion looks like scorpion scorpion always looks like scorpion so they've never had that one wrong but he's got a mask Mm -hmm. on The, the one thing that i'm a little bit confused about is like Melina, I'm uh, Melina. Sorry, in the the trailer, like she's a little bit bloodthirsty, and I'm not sure if she's supposed to be. Mm. But yeah, no, I, I think it's I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like bring on the popcorn. Like I, I hate horror movies. Like I'm not a fan of action movies, and yet somehow I love Mortal Kombat. You always gotta love Mortal Kombat. It's just from back in the day. Like you just gotta love it. It's just campy. It's they're so campy. Probably my husband is a big fan of things like the cabin in the woods and stuff like that. And he's trying to mm. he's always trying to get me to watch that and he says it's like a campy horror movie and I guess. So maybe that's my like why I love Mortal Kombat so much because it's just it's it doesn't take itself seriously. Right. It, it, if Mortal Kombat had a script and a plot where it actually took itself seriously, then I'd probably be like I'm out. Like, <laughs> But based on the trailer, I know it's not going to. And like with Alien and Predator, if like suddenly they, if suddenly they tried to do a, like a Marvel team up and go off into the 
universe and try being like a patrol squad for real oh we're going to police planets against something i'd be like no you guys are just supposed to fight and that's it yeah like (laughs) i understand all that but (sighs) there's a lot there's a big theory out there that ko is a descendant of a scorpion but that like they say because it looks like they're trying to do the resurrection of scorpion type deal from the trailer it looked like they're going to do that storyline so, yeah, it looks like they're trying to make it where it looks like Ko's somehow related or somehow involved with Scorpion. But that's a popular theory going around. But overall, I loved the Scorpion and the Sub-Zero. Like, their rivalry and everything in it. That's like the mm-hmm. ultimate rivalry in everything. Oh, yeah. It's like iconic. So, when I seen that in the trailer, it was just... I almost felt like having tears coming down my face. <laughs> but especially when, like, they have all the iconic, like, lines and dialogues and everything in this, too. Like, they, the director put a lot of effort and heart into this, it looks like. Mm-hmm. And what got me was the Scorpion saying, get over here, and then the fatalities at the end of the trailer. But. Yeah. But I, I understand about the girl part, about what Justin said, but one of my favorite persons, or things is reptile like mm. i finally seen him at the end of the trailer i was hoping i would get to see him sooner but we seen him at the end of the trailer where kano just sticks his hand in his chest mm-hmm. and it was just beautiful all of it like the costume design and the special effects the combat all of it looked perfect yeah like there there's only there's a very little you can dislike about this trailer if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat. But old movies are nostalgia, though. Yeah, they were corny and everything back in the day, but it's like a classic now. Just so. don't give the new one a plot. I if if it gives me a plot, like I said, I am totally out. Yeah, well, there there is a plot. Not a real plot. I mean, like the fake plot is still going to be like you all need to fight each other and have fatalities and die. I hope so. But it, you know, I, I I recently realized that the Mortal Kombat games, the first three, actually do have. I have a story. It'd be, it's so stupid. And it's weird because the first two films actually adapted this half-assed sort of storyline where it's like Earth Realm, Outworld. Yeah, yeah. No, but the not, I'm talking about, I don't want, I don't suddenly want like Sonya to fall in love and start <laughs> having scorpions babies, but Goro to like turn out to be somebody. No, we don't need. Right, right. We just need these people to fight, to look they, hot, and start fighting each other. That's exactly right. We it just need blood. And die. We just need blood and fatality. That's it. That's all we need. And we're going to... I, I keep reading that not all these characters are going to make it to the end of the film. So it'll be very interesting and a very stark contrast from like the Mortal Kombat from 95 where literally all the heroes survived and all the villains died. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, I think they're trying to make it where it's like, if this movie is a success, then they're going to have like sequels and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. who knows? Johnny Cage might pop up in the sequel. Who knows? Yeah, I'm hoping for that. I'm, I'm counting on it. In fact, like they have every character in this game from Mortal Kombat, from the Mortal Kombat 1 video game, except for Johnny. That just rubs me the wrong way. Why they would 
deliberately omit him. And then the version of Jax that they have is not the Mortal Kombat 2 version where he doesn't have the metal arms, it's the Mortal Kombat 3 version where he does. So there's all these little things that I'm seeing where I'm just kind of, okay, there, it's a stew. It's a mosh posh of pulling from different games. It's not just all based on one particular game. Even some of the the armor from the, for the ninjas and stuff it looks more the later versions, the Deadly Alliance game and Mortal Kombat Deception. And I kind of miss those games. I miss those, that era, really. But I paid attention to the character designs and I can see the influence. But regardless, I definitely want them to put Johnny in there. They've got to put him in there. That's my guy. It's just, this mean, is nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but... Maybe Jean-Claude Van Damme, there's a fight among them or something and they won't let him in. <laughs> He'll make a cameo. He might make a cameo, yeah. And just to get us ready for the sequel or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, but overall, we're all excited about the trailer and the movie. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, and just to add in there, this month is going to be a crazy month for all of us nerds because so many things are coming out, like Just League Snyder Cut, the Mm -hmm. Falcon Winter Soldier, and something I'm actually interested in now is the Invincible that I told y'all about, but yeah, yeah, all of it, it's gonna be a good month for us. But <laughs> yeah, all right, I guess that's the end for this episode. But we'll pick it up next week. This has been the Geekin' Out Loud podcast. Like and subscribe to hear our next episodes about the latest news in movies, comics, and all things geek.